that are not yet done, saying, he's saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasures. And so uh, the counsel of the Lord, it standeth sure, right? The counsel of the Lord standeth sure. And um, no one can remove the counsel of, of the Lord. In other words, the, what God plans, what uh, the purpose of God will be accomplished, whether men believe it or not. <clears throat> because it does not, um, it does not depend upon a man, upon the human family, but it depends upon, it's all about God. Now in Acts, the, um, the 20th chapter, I think Acts, turn your Bibles to Acts, the 20th chapter, I think it's verse, what, 28 or so, we can go down a little um, further uh, there in verse um, verse uh, 20. 20, 28, dealing with the uh, counsel, the counsel of the Lord. What uh, verse twenty-seven? Uh, Paul was giving them an exhortation to the elders. Uh, uh, he was supposed, he was going to die. They were prophesying that he would die in verse twenty-four. But uh, none of these things move me. Verse twenty-four. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might. Finish my course with joy. So we all have a course. And uh, you'll be rewarded according. If you go to school and you did not finish, what happened? You might not graduate. So we're going through a course that we need to finish. <clears throat> and let no one take your crown. Uh, verse, is it 24? Still in 24? Read for me. Which I have received of the the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know <clears throat> that ye all among whom I have gone, preaching the kingdom of God, shall see my face no more. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. You know why he was pure? Huh? Because he declared the whole counsel of God. That's all a pastor has to do. That's all he has to do to free himself. To declare the whole counsel of God. He stands there. Whether uh, they will hear or whether they will, they will forbear. Just preach it. That's all he has to do. Noah didn't have to do anything else but build the ark. That's all he did. He obeyed God. Preachers declare the whole counsel of God. Then he's free. He said, I'm free from the blood of all men, right? Because he did not shun, in verse 27, for I have not shunned to declare the whole unto you all the counsel of God. Is that? And then uh, the counsel of the Lord in Isaiah 46, remember we had that? Uh, it's standard sure. All generation, it's the same counsel. You see, when men are, I said, oh, they're changing. you putting the Bible out of school and all of that. doesn't change the purpose or the plan of God. God doesn't have to step aside for no one. The counsel of the Lord, it standeth sure. Right? I have, and Paul said, I have not shunned to declare uh, unto you the whole counsel of God. That's all the man of God has to do is to declare the, um, the counsel, the whole counsel of God. Then he says, 
Verse 28. Take ye therefore unto yourselves and to all the flocks as the sheep. See, a pastor watches over his flock. Somebody say, why is he doing that? Why is he talking? Why is he stopping that person from doing that? Because that's what he's supposed to do. He's a shepherd. Okay? And he doesn't let everybody come in and put lessons and, and do things and control it. Then he would not be a shepherd. See, a shepherd watches over, over this, the, the flock. You are the flock. Uh, uh, the scripture said, you are my people and the sheep of my pasture. That's what you are. And a shepherd watches over you. Why? Because he's declaring to you the whole counsel of God. And he's taking you on to the kingdom. And you are on a journey. You, uh, uh, you started uh, when you received Christ and the Holy Ghost. Marching towards that, uh, that better country. And someone has to guide you uh, through the wilderness of this world. Through the darkness of this world. But you have to follow. See, you have to follow the shepherd. Amen. And when you don't follow the shepherd, there, there are other false shepherds. And the Bible called them wolves and angels uh, of light and pretending to be that what they're not. Okay. Uh, you, you don't have uh, uh, two, three shepherds over one, one flock. See, God, God protects them because uh, Moses was a shepherd. Okay. Moses led the Israelites out of the land of uh, Egypt. Then Joshua became Joshua became a shepherd. You see the order of God? For I have not shunned to declare <clears throat> unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed therefore unto yourselves. So you have to watch out. Okay? Don't let uh, people give you food spiritually. Word and uh, explaining the scripture to you and you just swallow it down. Okay? People will trick you. People will... Uh, you go to that church all the time. Listen, this life is only temporary. Sooner or later, it comes to an end. Everything you have here in this life, you can't take it with you. It comes to an end. So when, at, when you stand at the end of this life, what do you have? The only thing that you have is what came out of the counsel of God, which standeth sure. Right? We had that. The counsel of the Lord standeth. Sure, it's the only thing that will last and carry you over into eternity, right? Okay, and so Paul did not shun to declare it. Uh, take uh, heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over, over which, notice, over which the Holy Ghost had made you overseer. So you're listening, if you're listening to somebody that they're just talking to you about the Holy Ghost didn't make them overseer over you. An overseer is a shepherd. Okay, an overseer is a pastor that the Holy Ghost puts over you to watch over you. But someone else step in and begin to watch over you, counsel you, you're wrong. You're going to be lost. You're, you're, and Paul, Paul warned them and Paul said, look, I was the shepherd. He was the shepherd that God placed over that flock. And somebody come on in with another message, another win their love and pull them away. That's the sheep gone astray. See, they, they, uh, they wandered from the shepherd. But Paul was leading them uh, because Paul was being led by the true shepherd. I am the good shepherd. So the pastor that follows God is the under shepherd. Jesus is the chief shepherd. 
and he follow Christ. And Paul said, follow me even as I follow Christ. So when you get when you follow this one and you follow this preacher and you're following this preacher, you're in trouble. You are in trouble. You don't have that many shepherds. You have one shepherd, okay, that God gives to a congregation that leads that shepherd. That church, you see, that's why we are not taught. So um, uh, we get mixed up, you know. Uh, even a little baby knows their the parents. Okay, you cannot fool a little baby. That's my mama. They know that, sir. Their mother, or if you is not the mother, they know also. But the church sometimes Israel do it not know me. The Lord said in Isaiah chapter one, the ox knows its, its owner, and the and the ass its uh, mother is uh, what is it? Isaiah chapter one. Is master's crib. But but my people do it not know me. See, they didn't know God. See, what a little child knows is parents. Okay, you, you can put that child in a crowd and that child will pick out the parents. And uh, we are supposed to know uh, who we belong to. As uh, someone talk and pull you and trying to entice you and influence you is because they know that uh, they, they figure that you're weak and you're confused. But when you understand, and when you know, they cannot confuse you. Verse um, 20, um, help me. Notice, go to verse 28 uh, of Acts chapter 20. Acts, Acts chapter 20. So take heed, therefore, let's read, unto yourselves and to all the flock. All of the flock. That means there's no such thing I come to church, but you're not my pastor. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah, the pastor can tell you what to do. And if you're obedient, then you will obey. But if you don't, then you are rebellious. That means that mean you come under the judgment of God. See, nobody gets away with anything. Somebody said, well, I can do this and get away. You think so? You think you get away? But we've got eternity to deal with you. Your case will come up. If not now at the judgment seat of, of Christ, you can't get away with it. You cannot hurt the church of God and get away with it. You, uh, you have to pay. There's a price to pay. Take So you must take it therefore unto yourself and to all the flock over which, over the which, over the which the Holy Ghost had made you overseer, a pastor, an overseer. Everybody is not overseer. And if the Holy Ghost did not make you and you try to be, then you are an usurper. That means you are, uh, you're taking something that didn't belong to you, that God didn't give it to you. Nobody can give it to you. It's not men that give it to you, your position, right? Promotion coming not from the east, nor from the west, but from, but, but from the Lord. It doesn't come from the south, see? But, uh, but it comes from the Lord. So you must take heed. The Holy Ghost make him overseers uh, uh, to feed. Not what he does. But what he does. What does a pastor do? To feed. To feed. Does a mother feed the baby? Mm, is that her job or responsibility? Uh, to feed that baby? Even among the animals, mother feed the baby. And so the pastor, the overseer, the mother, shepherd, teacher, brother, sister, we point out those scriptures. They are, his, his responsibility is to prepare the bottle. Warm it up. Make sure it has the right temperature. Okay, don't stick that overheated bottle down the uh, throat of that child. You have to make sure and they... I remember they would take the milk and you test it on your, because the mother rather get burned. Okay, she'd rather suffer hurt than her child. And so is it, Paul said, I'm jealous over you. 
with a godly jealousy. He said, I'm jealous over you. Someone play with the flock. So a church is not something you play with. See, it's precious. It's to be presented to Jesus Christ. You're to be presented. And Paul said, a chaste virgin. That means not defiled. So he was there overseeing the church. That the church would walk straight in the counsel of God. See, to present them a pure church. And that's what a ministry is for. It's not just for the crowd, but it's to what uh, truth that you place in the heart or the hearts of the saints of God. Okay? The Holy Ghost made you overseers to preach and or to teach or to feed the church. Notice whose church it is. Whose church? It didn't belong to you. Uh, it, 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 the church, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, belong to, it does not belong to you and I. It belonged to Jesus Christ. It never belonged to Paul. He said it belonged to Jesus Christ. It belonged to God. Which he had purchased. How did he get it? How did God get this church? How was this church uh, uh, came into being? Through the blood. So it's not because of uh, even family relationship why the church is here. No, family doesn't be a church. Oh, you're my sister, so we go to the same church. You come over here because blood is thicker than water. That is a whole wife saying. That doesn't make sense. That's not a scripture. Throw that, that out. That's that garbage. That's nothing. Blood is thicker than water. What do you do? That, that, what scripture is that? Huh? But uh, you've got to understand now. That we have another blood. That's the blood of Jesus Christ. That he purchased. With, uh, his own blood on the cross of Calvary. And that's what the Bible said here. See, so uh, is water thicker than this blood? Uh, no. Here's what it says now. Um, it said that he purchased. He purchased the, um, the church. Verse that he purchased with his own blood. So wouldn't you say that's real blood? Uh, that's the blood that's thicker than water. Not the blood you get from uh, uh, your, your mama Jane. Uh, that's only a name. See, uh, wherever your mom, you know, your mother, that's not the, uh, your father, my mama, that's not the blood he's talking about. It's the blood that came from the cross of Jesus Christ. That blood, that precious blood, that, uh, that true blood. Okay, so we're verse, um, uh, verse 29 says, for I know, okay, this, this prophecy, there's things that he knows. For, said, for I know this. What did he know? That after my departing, Shall grievous wolves enter into in among you, not sparing the flock? That means tear them up with with false doctrine. You know that false doctrine can tear you up. Uh, Paul, uh, Jude tells us that, and we'll we'll go there in a minute. See, not sparing the flock, even also of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. They just want to build a church. So they can have a, a, a salary, a, a monthly, a weekly, because they don't want to work. You know, they uh, pull away disciples after their own self. They don't want to go to work. See? Uh, and they want to be on the phone all day and call and collect. They, they don't want to do that and pretend that they're doing certain. And people that don't understand just, ooh, and they fall for it. No. You've got to, uh, uh, if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. That's what the scripture said. Now, um. Okay, I, I need to, for time's sake, let me go to Jude, right? The, um, there's only one chapter in the book of Jude. No, that's not finished, but 
uh, you got enough about the counsel of God. So in Jude, the uh, uh, let me start at verse um, 1. If you put it up there, Jude, J-U-D-E, Jude, the second to last book of, um, of the Bible. All right, Jude, the servant, let's read. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and caught. Do you, you see the process that God goes through to save you? Eh? Do you understand that? Uh, what a, a pastor is guarding? Uh, you're called, sanctified, okay, uh, by God the Father and preserved, okay? And so, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Verse 3. Beloved, who is he talking to? The saints of God. Beloved, when I give all, gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. What do you fight for? What do you fight for? When, you, when you're striving in church, it should not be to overturn the pastor. It should be you contending to, for the faith. You're establishing the faith. Not to, not to um, uh, 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 we can get rid of the pastor and put another pastor in. No, that's not, that's not God. That's, uh, that's rebellion. See, that's not what you fight for. He said you contend for the faith. You, somebody want to overturn the Bible, overturn the church. You stand up and you contend it and push it back. But you don't join rebels. Okay, you don't get over in a rebel camp and say, yes, I think he needs to go. Let's see. How long has he been there? Um, oh, yes, I think it's time for us to put a new pastor in and change. That's not the way he goes. See, he's a, a pastor is placed there by the Holy Ghost as an overseer. Amen. And uh, he's called by God. And the Bible says that uh, he's there to declare the whole counsel of God. Amen. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly, how? Earnestly, not come in and pout and gather a little click congregation. That's tomfoolery. That's not even God. See, that's nothing at all. See, that, uh, uh, that you should earnestly contend for the faith. The faith. Which was once delivered to the saints. So Paul delivered it. Didn't he? The, the faith is the counsel of the Lord. Peter delivered it. Jesus delivered it. And for it to go on. You. It's your turn now. Okay. You've come to the kingdom. For such a time as this. And when somebody come against the word of God. You've got to stand up and push it back. Contend. What does contend mean? Uh, you're fighting. You're wrestling. You're opposing the opposers. Amen. You speak up. You can't be negative and neutral and say, I don't, it's not my business. Yes, it's your business. It is your business and not to keep quiet, but to defend the word of God. We become defenders of the faith. When someone speaks evil against the church, you stand up and say, I am on the Lord's side. See, don't wait and don't be ashamed. Okay, because the Lord said, if you're ashamed, of me in this evil world. I will be ashamed of you. See so it's not being ashamed now. And when you stand before Jesus. Oh Jesus. He said get away from me. You are ashamed of me. I didn't know you. Well, 
You remember when that a church, little church came under attack? And you stood there. And you didn't even uh, defend the church. And that said, the Lord said, that was my church. See, that was my church passing through the wilderness of this, of this, uh, of this state. You know that this little church right here is passing through the wilderness? Huh? Have you got your pack on? Have you have on your walking boots? Have you got your staff in your hand? Huh? You're girded. You, you've got to have on the helmet. Uh, you've got to have the shield of faith, the breastplate, and the girded with truth, your loin, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of the of peace because you're, what, you're marching through. And some has gone on before you. Amen. But now is our time. What, what do we do? And do you know that uh, uh, they're, they're roaring lions, they're, they're wolves, they're deceptive spirit on every side. And then you got to watch where you put your feet. And then you have to find out the feet of the, of the flock that has gone on before you and walk uprightly. You've got to walk after they walk. It's not just going to church and you clap your hands and you don't know. There's a walk. Straight and narrow is the way that leads to life. And so, and here you're walking, you come to church and you find that, and somebody begin to confuse and say, no, you're not walking. I got a better path for you. No, 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 no. Come over here. Said, we're going to have Bible study tonight. Will you come over to my Bible study? Because I got a dream. Oh my God. You know, uh, you better be careful. Stand in the word of God. All right. Why are you so confused? Hmm? They have a dream. Uh, uh, what, what, what do they have to give you? See, when you already know, and Paul said, I have not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel. He didn't care who liked it or not. He's going to preach the word of God. He's going to preach. He wasn't afraid of nothing. Amen. Verse um, uh, 4 now, is it? For there, here, here. For there are certain men who crept in unawares. I could name some in my days uh, who were before a full ordained of this condemnation. See, I could name them, but I do. I'm wise like Jude. I said certain men. Uh huh. I could even say certain women too. They crept in. I know. How did they crept in? Unawares. Sweet, nice, talking, oh, loving. Eh? Uh, unawares. Who were before of old? Uh, of uh, old ordained. Notice that ordained to this condemnation. Now, so the council of God standeth. So what they're doing? From a fold, it's no surprise. They they were ordained for that. See, they can't do no better than that. They can be. There's some people cannot do any better than being evil. And everybody say, somebody cannot. There's some people that cannot do any better than being a worker of iniquity. That's all they know. That's all their spirit like. They enjoy it. They enjoy uh, hurting a church. See, but for their certain men. Crept in. No, you know, you know, you went something just creeping? Unawares. You know, have you ever seen that snake can creep into your bedroom or spider or forty leggers or whatever, scorpions? They're not telling you, they're not ringing the, the, the doorbell. They're creeping on, unaware. And before you know it, in your bed and that sting uh, crawling up on your feet and you jump up and there's a long old forty leggers. But that's at a cryptic unaware. Did you know they come in? No. See? See? Uh, unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation ungodly men turning the grace of our God 
into lasciviousness, that's lawlessness, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, then he, be, then he went down and began to give you names and events. You understand? If you want to read it, prophecies and events and happening that you read, you continue reading uh, uh, verse 5, real put you in remembrance. Uh, though he once knew this, uh, that the Lord, um, having saved the people out of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. Do you see unbelief? Paul spoke about the same unbelief. They were overturned because of unbelief. <clears throat> so you, got, you, got, you come to the cross, accept Jesus, but from then on you're full of unbelief because you rely on people to, to tell you and lead you instead of relying on the word of God. <coughs> Sorry. So you couldn't enter <clears throat> because of unbelief. Now go to, uh, I want to go to Acts chapter 2 and we're going <clears> to <throat> spend a little time there before we close out. In Acts chapter 2. Are you following it? I'm building up. I'm showing you what prophecy is. See and the prophesy. Remember the counsel of God? Stand sure. And he declares the end from the beginning. So here God is declaring the end of things. And before it even happened. He's declaring the end of things. So we touch all of those things. And Paul could tell them what's going to happen after he's dead and gone. Right? Uh now, in Acts chapter 2, did I say 2? Acts chapter 2, can we just go through there? I won't start at verse, I will not start at verse 1, although you can read that for yourself. Okay, let me go down to, um, to chapter um, uh, uh, to 1 verse. Let me go down to, let's go down to verse 14. Nathaniel, put it up there and come down. But Peter is standing, let's all read, help me read. What, what chapter? Yes, 14, yes. Okay, now you all begin to work. Read now with me. But Peter standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose. Seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that. Now notice. Notice. Something that was prophesying Joel. Future. When it was prophesied. Now uh, Peter is saying it's present. It's being fulfilled now. Do you get that? What a prophecy is. Said. But this is that. Which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. The prophet Joel. Now. Other scriptures are being fulfilled. And times and events that a pastor or a minister or a prophet that has understanding will be able to stand up and say, this is that. Okay, you've got to be able to show it from the scripture. This is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. Tonight I'm trying to tell you and show you from scripture things that has been fulfilled, things that are being fulfilled, and things that will be fulfilled. Amen. Am I doing that? Okay, this morning, tonight, uh, we stand up here to show you where we are. Said, um, said, and it shall come to pass. Is that where we are? Yes, notice. In the last days, said God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Is it happening? Are we in the last days? Uh, it's not a one-time event. But God, uh, have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? That was prophesied. And it's being fulfilled right now. See, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons... And your daughters shall prophesy. 
So, so look, so look, brother, brother Andrew and sister Letty fulfill uh, a lot of that scripture. Do they have a son in here? Our sons? I can't hear you. Do they have the Holy Ghost? I said, do they have the Holy Ghost? Your sons and your daughters. Okay. Do they, do, do they have a daughter? Do they have a son? And, and young men. Do they have a young man that married to their daughter? And, and one that's, uh, a lady that's, uh, <clears throat> but let me see. And your son and your daughter shall prophesy and your young men shall see vision. And your whole men, um, have we got any, uh, elderly brothers in here that's dreaming dreams and, why, why are you laughing, brother? Why you, why you just, you enjoy that, don't you? Did you bring my burrito? <laughs> but, but you know, here, so we fulfill, this church fulfill all of that. Uh, did, did, the old man dream, dream. What's my dream? To see you being the first resurrection. What am I teaching? To lead you and keep you in the whole counsel of God. So nobody can overturn you and deceive you. See, so we have a lot of young men and a lot of uh, that uh, God is fulfilling the scripture is. Is it verse uh, 18 now says, And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. Wouldn't you say Joni, Joy? Wouldn't you say Obadiah and um, Sister Mother? Well, I don't know they, you know, but um, the wives. <laughs> Is receiving. Okay, verse 19. And I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapors of smoke. Then the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord. Did you know that the Lord spoke about this this same thing in Matthew 24? I'll give you Matthew 24, verse 29 to verse 30. Write that down and read it. And Mark uh, 13, 24. Write it right there, right? The sun shall be turned into darkness. See, uh, Peter, Peter and um, uh, uh, Paul spoke the same thing. That Jesus Christ uh, uh, prophesied. In the mouth of two or three witnesses. And it says that the moon uh, into blood. Before the great and notable day of the Lord. I'm reading the same thing here. And it shall come to pass. That whosoever shall call. On the name of the Lord. He shall be saved. Right? Okay. So this prophecy is right there. So you cross reference. Put those scriptures down. And you see how. An interpreter of scriptures and prophecy comes, right? Here's Jesus over here, and then here's Peter over here, and here's Paul over in Acts. I think also he deals with it. Okay, the 20th uh, chapter also. And even Jew deals. So these men uh, did not contradict. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood. When? When? Since prophecies. Prophecies that was written. Before that great and notable day of the Lord. 
come. When is the great and notable day of the Lord? That begins with not the rapture, not the catching away, because that's a secret event. The, the church will be gone and you don't even know. Okay? You don't even know. You still continue having church going on. But then comes the, the white horse rider that begins the tribulation. See, remember the seals was open? The opening of the seals begin the tribulation, the great tribulation, by the white horse rider. Revelation chapter 6. And you follow these things. The white horse rider. And then it goes on to the different color, the four different color of the horses. That's the tribulation. But the church is already gone. But majority of the church is still here because they were not ready. No more than the foolish virgins were ready. You got to have oil in your lamps. You got to have the word of God. You got to have the wedding garment on. You have to make the changes in your life. You're not going to get in there. Without changing. Okay. So in other words. Others work. And labor. To get in. And you just relax. Enjoy yourself. And you get in the same way. That's a deception. In other words. The devil is fooling you. And not only is the devil fooling you. But you fool yourself. You see you're lying to yourself. You're, you're, you're kidding yourself. That you're going to make it. And if you didn't make it in the kingdom, where do you want to make it? There's only two places. Hmm? There's only two places. And one, you're rejoicing and praising God. But the other one, they're weeping and wailing. A gnashing of teeth. So we make our choices. Uh, whether you want to go on crying or you want to uh, do your crying right now over your sins. And ask God to forgive us right now and help me to go on in God. Okay, so... Um, Okay, so the sun and the moon back to Acts. Uh, but uh, go go back to um, Acts chapter two, where I bro I broke off right there, verse twenty. Notice I just showed you right. The sun, the same thing. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before that great and notable day of the Lord. That's a great tribulation that's gone for uh, well several years. Maybe three and a half, seven years before Jesus Christ returned with his bride. Now, at the end of this tribulation, that's when Christ comes back. It's called the second advent. Okay, he comes back publicly, openly with his bride. But the bride has been gone. The church has been gone for years in heaven. Not going through the great tribulation. But the apostate church, or most of that that didn't make it, has to go through the the great tribulation to refine them. You know in the furnace. They wouldn't change in the church. They wouldn't make that make it right in the church. But the great tribulation will change them. In the church they did what they want to do. But not in the tribulation. Because they'll run and cry to the mountains. And ask God. Uh, they'll be weeping and wailing. Okay. Now, now the sun shall be turned into darkness. And the moon into blood. Before that great and notable day of the Lord come. That's the tribulation, great tribulation leading on out into the start of the millennium kingdom, which is the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord, the, the day of the Lord begins with night. Okay? The day of the Lord begins with night. Okay, the day of the Lord comes. Verse 21. It's beautiful, isn't it? And it shall come to pass that whosoever, look at, look at even there, there'll be salvation. Whosoever shall call 
and the name of the Lord shall be saved. You men of Israel, 22, hear, you men of Israel, hear these words. Listen, I could say this for the church. Jesus, what's the word? Let's read. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves know also. Next verse. Him, that's Jesus of Nazareth. Remember what we were dealing with? Him being delivered by, there we come again. By what? Him delivered by the determinate counsel. Ah, wait, wait. Go slow there. Get it. By the determinate counsel and the foreknowledge of God. You know what I mean? That means nothing can happen without God seeing it in advance and knowing it. You're not here by chance. You're not here by chance. That's why God made a provision for us. It's called the determinate counsel. You know what that means? Before Jesus Christ ever come, there was a counsel met between the Father and the Son and the presence of the Holy Spirit. When he came, it determined, it was determined that he would be born of a little virgin. And her name was called, and her name was given to A. Gabriel. Here's a message, go to Mary of, was it Nazareth? That little girl. Go talk to her. Don't surprise her too much, but go talk to her. And the message went on, he took it. So you're going to have a child, the God child. What do you think that comes from? The determinate counsel and the foreknowledge of God. That determinate counsel determine whether the sun shines or it snows. It knows every hair number on your head. Would you serve a God that could count your hair? Or the next time you ladies, you brush your hair. Oh man, cut your hair. Why don't you pick them up and start counting them? See, but God knows everything. Did you know that God knows how many breaths you've taken since you were born and how many steps? Did you know that? That determinate counsel, he knows how far you can go. When somebody going um, and doing something, God gives them a space and how far they go and they cannot cross it. It's determined, the determinate counsel and the foreknowledge of God. Before knowledge. That. You're going to be in the kingdom. Hmm? And you make every grace. And Sunday night. When a lot of people don't go to church. Here he makes a opening for you to come to here. Because that work has to be done. And your spirit is called. Fine. Needle work. Ouch. The needle stick me. That's what went on in this church when the pastor was sticking. 
Ouch, you can't take this. Ouch, I'm going to leave. Ouch, that pastor is terrible. Sit down and let the, the garments be, be knit. But those of you that settle down, you see how much God's giving you the word. You're amazed. Look, look at this morning. Look at tonight. Come on. If you're hearing, unless you sit there and you're having a, a mental block. You know, you're spaced out. You're there, but you're not here. Hey, come on. That determinate counsel, powerful words, and for knowledge of God from eternity, determining that at this time, this should be a, a church right here that would perform and expose and explain the whole counsel of God. Ye have taken, said God sent him to show you and instead of what, what did you do? Instead of accepting and obeying, you've taken him and by wicked hands, when you shed blood, when you reach out and hurt the church, your hands have become wicked. And by wicked hands, have crucified and slain him. You can slay a church mm -hmm. with your words, with your uh, Actions, you kill the church. And if God never helped us, we would not have a church. But it was Almighty God that helped, the great and wonderful God. That's why you can hear this word tonight. Because men set out to do it, they wanted to do it. Something got in them, they didn't even know what it was because they don't know God. When you know God, you don't fight the work of God. But you support it. They have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain him. 24. But you did all of that. You fight. You carry on. You act up. But look what God did. You slew him. But look what happened. God raised him. Whom God had raised up. You ought to shout. Whom God had raised up. God keeps you alive. Having loosed. The pains of death. So that song tonight. About pain. Taker. Because. It was not possible. That he should be holding of it. Oh death raise your sting. Oh grave raise your victory. Sting of death is sin. Strength of sin is the law. But thanks. Are you listening to me? Thanks be to God. Which giveth us. The victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't you be like shouting. And he goes on. Read on. Says. Let's read a little faster. He said. For David. Now we go back to prophecy. See. See. Prophecy fulfilled. I'm in Prophecy. Just don't jump over to Revelation chapter 13. You gotta go, you gotta come through the, the course. For David speaketh concerning him. Here's David back there prophesying the same thing that Peter talking about and Joel. I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my where? Right hand, that I should not be moved. Next verse. 
Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh ah, shall rest in hope. That's the hope of the resurrection. When you lay down and die, you can say that I can rest because I will rise again. Powerful, isn't it? Your flesh resting in hope of what hope? Hope of the resurrection. Hope of the establishment of the kingdom. Hallelujah. What a hope. You hearing that tonight? And go after the world. You think you find something out in the world? You got a nice job. How nice is your job? Oh, it's nice. How much you make? Well, oh, you don't understand $100 an hour. Is that all? And you get excited for that? What can you buy with that? House, boats, cars, and things that's going to rust. Everything you can buy. Is under the storm will blow it down. Uh, earthquake or something. Or it will just get old. And you have nothing. But I'm telling you. Of a better life. <laughs> I'm telling you. Of a better life. And because of this you can testify. Because thou wilt not look at that, look at that. Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Neither will thou suffer thine only one to see corruption. Jesus Christ never saw corruption. And he rose from the dead before corruption sets in. What is it? Tatiana is a doctor. What do you call rigor mortis? Right? Something that when you begin to get ready to decay, you know. When a person died, that's just before uh, Obadiah would know. He worked in those clinics. Verse 28 says, Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Ah, see that? He is the way of life. I am the way. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Remember, thou art fairer than the children of men. Be that that grace is poured into thy lips. Go into a Psalms 45. We've had that. 29 verse. Men and brethren. Alright, okay. Let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David. That he is both twice dead and buried. And his sepulchre is with us until this, next, until this day. Next verse. Therefore... But he, notice, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an hold to him. See what a prophet is? Do you see what a prophet is? Huh? God has to swear that he's appointed of him. He's ordained of him. He's the one that gives him the word. And when he declare it, that word will come to pass. He already sworn. When he called you. How? He gave to the church apostles. When he gave them. That was his counsel. That was the counsel of God. Therefore being a prophet. See. And knowing that God had sworn with an hold to him. That are the fruit of his loins. That's David. Who's the fruit of his loins? He didn't say fruits. It said one. Singular. The fruit of his loin. According to the flesh. 
Remember, you can trace the genealogies of Jesus back to David. He would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. That's just right out here. It won't be the president. He's gone after a while. I said he's gone after a while. Who is it that's going to reign? Huh? Before, who is it going to take over? Just before that great and notable day of the Lord comes. It's the seed of David. And he being a prophet. He knew he was going to have a seed. That's what a prophet is. He knows. He knows that the devil cannot destroy the true church of Christ. He knows that there's some people that's going to stand up. And you can't fool them. The devil will offer you everything. Pressure you. Give you things. Make you scared. Don't, don't, don't take on fear. God has not given you. The spirit of fear. And the first thing he does is scare you. I make you feel like you're losing something. Or you'd be better off if you don't go to that church. That's a lie. Because who's going to give you what you got this morning? There's only one of me. Well, you are looking at me like that. Is there two? There's only one. Are you getting the word? Where's my notes all day? You get in this book and you declare the old counsel of God and it's a yay and amen. And those of you, look how happy you are. But if you didn't, you'd be me. No joy. But look at the smile on your face. You feel free inside. You know why? Because you're obeying the word of God. Otherwise you'd be I'm going to run some silly old television watching some silly old sports and laughing and don't even know that your boat is sinking. You're going over the Niagara Falls with your eyes closed. Or maybe hoping. I don't know. But you're going over the falls. Okay, dear. This powerful. Therefore, being a prophet, David was a prophet. And knowing he knew that God had sworn with an oath to him. You can, I can go back in Chronicles and Kings and read it. But God said to him. That of the fruit of his loins. That means his son. The loins. The child come out of the loins of the father. Anybody believe that? Say amen. Where did you come from? Right from the loins of your father. You didn't know that? I came out of my father's loins. If he wasn't there, there would be none of me. That's what it says. That the fruit of his loins according that means David was in the flesh. That's David's seed after the flesh. That's why he was man. Jesus, man, after the flesh, after David. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. But he goes on, he says, what would he do according to the flesh? 
How did he raise up Christ? Going to genealogies, which was the son of, which was the son of, which was the son of. All right. And it goes all the way through Christ to God. Read it, beautiful book. And why would he raise up Christ? To do what? To sit on his throne. What, what is Jesus Christ going to sit on? The throne of his father David. Luke tells you the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Next verse. He seen. Oh this is powerful. A prophet sees it before it happens. Not after it happened. You know you saw prophets run out and after the storm. It was it Louisiana and all that? They began to prophesy after everything was blown down. That's not a prophet. But why didn't he get up a, a week or two before and say, this is going to happen, this is going to happen? Why didn't some? And I'm saying this reverently. Hmm? Why, why didn't all these tornadoes and storms, why don't somebody get up and tell us? They can't. But David could tell you that he was going to have a seed that's going to sit on his throne forever and ever and ever. He's seen before, this before spake of the resurrection of Christ. That's David. Look how far David was from Christ. That his soul was not left in hell. You can find that in the psalm. Neither is flesh did see corruption. That's a whole lesson right there. Because God raised him up on the third day. Before he saw corruption. This Jesus. Who? Let's read. This Jesus. Who? Is there another one? A different one? Or is this Jesus. That God raised up. Whereof we are. Witnesses. That's what, that's what we're doing now. We're witnessing. About Jesus. Verse 32. Let's go on because there's a few more verses. Therefore, where is he now? By the right hand of God, exalted. Philippians chapter 2 tells you that. And having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he had shed forth this, which he now see and hear. That's Pentecost. Remember how he tells the tower in Jerusalem, then the Holy Ghost came? Next verse. For David... Is not ascended into heaven. Now, this Holy Ghost that you see now didn't come from David. He's not gone up there. It's his son. But he said himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, There's two lords. Go to Psalms and you'll find that out. Sit thou at my right hand for how long? Until I make thy foes thy footstool. That's verse 35. Therefore, 36, let all the house of Israel know that surely, I could say all the church, seven churches, all the church know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus, whom he have crucified both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, uh, see that? They were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? 
that Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then it goes on. A few more verses. But it goes on. You see how powerful it is? What was that? Peter took from Joel and these are the prophets. And he prophesied something that was prophesied ahead. But he brought it to them. And then he went back and prophesied. He went back even into Sam, uh, Samuel, kings and all this. And showed that God had promised David to give him a seed. And now that seed was here. And he's going to rule on David's throne. And he's coming back. You crucified him. But he's going to come back because God raised him from the dead. He's gone to heaven. But he's coming right back. Was Peter a true prophet? Was he? Was Paul a true prophet? What makes you a true prophet? Call of God. Anointed of God. Swearing. You use this. That's how he swore to, by, the, by the book. And he stays in it. This is a sworn testimony. And he stand up and he shun not to declare the whole counsel of God. Amen. I think I've given you enough. I am showing you prophecies. But you notice that I'm not just running to Matthew 24, take a few verses out there. Talk about the great tribulation. You know,